Buenas tardes. Oh. Señor Schwartz. Hola. Wow, that's that's quite... ¿Cómo, the... ¿cómo está? Uh, bien. ¿Y oh. tú? Muy bien, gracias. ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? <laughs> no sé, señor. Va a pisar. Ta tengo, tengo un iPhone. No. no necesito un biblioteca. Sí. Oh. Es, es en mi man, mis manos. Oh. Manos, manos. You know what they call that? That's the helmet effect. That's the helmet effect. The helmet effect. So, uh, cohort. <laughs> yes. Why are they speaking really bad Spanish? Okay, so, so uh, yeah. those of you who may not know, uh, the uh, men of, not only just of, of F3 Metro, but of no, several years, yes, it is, it have is gone to, to lots of Chimbote, yes. Peru, for several years, but... Uh, had to take a little hiatus. Had to take a uh, COVID hiatus, uh, but yeah. it's, it's cranking back up. So I broke out my Duolingo four nights ago. I know, and I'm pretty excited. And, and I wondered, that's part of why I was asking about the uh, about the beard, because I know that uh, <laughs> you you like to be mas macho oh, when you when you attend the yeah. So I don't know if you were growing it out for uh, an. Yes, yes, mas mas macho. David or Frank. <laughs> And for all you English speakers out there, uh, just so you know, that that was that's some of the worst Spanish you'll ever hear. Yeah, right. Manos yeah. to Starbucky. Yeah. See. <laughs> See. Sí. Sí. So, uh, did, however, yeah. in all, uh, all kind of side, uh, I did the Duolingo a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, and uh, got it all the way, got, finished the whole thing. Oh, is that right? All the, all the lessons? Of, yeah, I did. Of, I did the whole thing. Uh -huh. And uh, I worked pretty hard to get... Uh, you know, to to get to what I would call low decent, yeah, um, and uh, marginally serviceable, marginally serviceable, and because uh, I did not, I'd, I'd never, not since like grade school, even had taken any Spanish, mm -hmm. so uh, it wasn't like I going back to languages I was decent at, which would be German and French. So I had to go back to so I didn't go back and go to something new, right? And uh, I tried a couple of methods. You know, like I just like got an old textbook and I'm like, and my, one of my kids was like, was taking Spanish in high school. I was like, you should try this Duolingo thing. So I did. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I was, as usual, last guy on <laughs> board to something everybody else knew about. And, uh, you know, it's good for a chaos learner. Sure. Because you kind of sit there bumping up against yeah. it. Have you done it? No, my kids, my, my oh, older okay, girls, yeah, do. Yeah. they're both in French. Yeah. And to kind of supplement their Yeah, yeah, their they're Frenching. Su supplemental. Because right? yeah. I'm not going to sit there, obviously, and, you know, do it scholastically, but 30 minutes a night, yeah. sit there, come home. Eat dinner and then uh, go on a back porch and just kind of do that. Did that for six months last time and uh, got pretty decent. And then uh, forgot. I thought I forgot it because uh, if you would ask no, me, man, it's like riding a bike. Yeah, if you yeah if you'd ask me a word uh, like out of the blue, like I couldn't do it. But then I was studying it and yeah, start coming comes back. Right back in. So uh, I uh, I'm not H. I guess I'm not HC because I don't know the dates yet. Right. But uh, but, but you're a uh, high interest. High interest man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I want to go back. I really miss the. Yeah. Uh, I've been three times. It's uh, it's very missional and. Uh, and we and you planted F three there. Planted F three there, and I love the guys who go and uh, so we'll see what happens, my dark friend. Indeed, indeed. But uh, but the 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 resurgence like that of of an old thing coming back, I've decided to call the helmet effect. The helmet effect. The helmet effect. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like the Fauci effect. Oh, the but Fauci the, effect. <laughs> so I was trying to try to lob that out there for you. <laughs> no, I was going to make you say it. Oh, is that what? Yeah. It, okay. You know, so uh, I think you're referring to. Uh, you know, I'm referring to. So but continue. I, I was just going to say. Yeah. 
if you uh, you want, might want to go ahead, cohort, if you're so inclined, turn <laughs> yeah. off this uh, podcast for the next couple minutes because yeah. hit that that little button that skips it thirty skip seconds it. ahead. You skip hit, it. Hit it probably. I'm going to say seven times. Thirty circle. Yeah. Because I'm going to do a little mini rant uh-huh. uh, in relation to America's favorite doctor, Doctor Anthony Fauci, <laughs> who um, I just I, I know I, I cannot Not a fan I cannot get over how wrong he has been about everything and how unabashed he is about continuing to talk in public and the fact that I guess because he's a federal employee you can't fire him. There you go. I mean, the CDC came out today, ironically, and said, "Oh my goodness, you know, no more six food apart." The, stuff, ulti- stuff the ultimate I didn't, Pullman. Stuff I didn't even know there was a thing anymore. Yeah, I didn't think they were. It'd still be doing. like no more petticoats. Oh, oh, no. Well, more, how okay, about, yeah. I guess we'll hoops, stop. How about hoop skirts. Yeah. Uh, so no more six feet. No more quarantines. No more testing. No more isolating. Yep. And the None one that uh, America's Bolt texted me about almost me. It was like uh, no more distinction between pure bloods and the spiked. Yes. And I was like. After all that. After all that. After all that. Yeah. Now look again. You've said this, and 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 I've said, and we we all. Well, I shouldn't say we all, but many many agree, and that is that. Hey, look, we're all we get that we're figuring it out as we go. You know, this is new. This was not something sure. we knew about. Right. You know, the problem is not that hey you were wrong or hey this turned out to not be the case or right. anything like that. It's the fact that in 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 the face of mounting and absolutely uh undeniable evidence you continue to double down yes right <laughs> yes and 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 then oh good well part of it is the rewriting what i'll call the rewriting of history yeah, to pretend sure. that they weren't wrong yeah you know that they weren't wrong and i i get it sure you know you could make a pretty good argument and i think i'm, I'm fact checkable because i've said and sure. written a lot of stuff i think really Almost from the very start, after the first three weeks or so, yeah, I said that the Relance that it, it wasn't it wasn't dangerous. It, you had to look at it by health and age, right? And for the great majority of people, it wasn't any more dangerous than the common cold. And I mean, the, some of the symptoms were more severe, but it was not. Gonna, that's right. It that's wasn't right. Kill you. Right. And that. Yeah. And that it. There were measures we could take to protect the vulnerable, without destroying the economy. And taking kids out of school and all the and and run roughshod over our our individual liberties, I, and I was you know I think I was saying that very early. Oh, no doubt. And I I flipped on Fauci as soon as he because he initially said don't wear masks, you don't need them, they won't work, which is pretty much what everybody knew up to that moment. And uh, then he switched, and then later admitted the reason he had said that is because they were in short supply or or something. Anyway, so I was like you know I don't. I haven't really believed much of the guy that's come out of the guy's mouth. And uh, since then, he's highly politicized. Uh, yeah. About a year ago, almost yeah. exactly, uh, I wrote on the Collision Learner, in fact, it was July 31st, 2001. Ooh, man. I wrote you mean a, 21. 21, thank yeah. you. I wrote a blog post on the Collision Learner called A Possible Hard Truth About COVID. Oh, yes, I remember very well. Right, and I analogized the, the Walking it. Dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the analogy... You know, those of you who are not who watched Walking Dead Aficionados, but there, there spoiler alert. Yeah, there's a well, it's first season, so there's an episode in the first. Se- this is actually a, a pretty large spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched the whole series, don't yeah. you know? Fast forward again. The uh, you know, and the, the whole thing is about getting bitten by zombies and all that stuff. Right, right. And they think if you get bit by do- zombies, you're you're infected, and you get this. You know, you turn into a zombie. So uh, they're 
the institutions have broken down, everybody's dead, you know, there's right. a few survivors, right. whatever. And this band of survivors led by their their leader, Rick, uh, finds its way to CDC headquarters in Atlanta, hoping that there might be answers there. They manage to get inside, and there's one guy left left alive. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah, God, I can't think of his last name. It happens to be the the duplicitous best friend in the Truman Show, you know, the kind of ginger oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, he's the last guy left, and a uh, little bit else to, to the erstwhile heroes of our, of our dystopian show, uh, he's rigged the CDC to explode. He's going to blow it up. <laughs> but he serves the last meal to these people, and yeah. I was like, and, you know, because he thinks he's doing them all a favor by killing them. And they, uh, he finally, at the last second, uh, relents and lets him go, but tells Rick on the way out, whispers a secret into his ear. Mm-hmm. The secret, as it turns out to be, it turns out to be, is that everybody is already infected. Yeah. Right? It's not a matter of getting bit. You know, if you die, you're a zombie. Yeah. Now, if you, just... if you get bit, you die. Right. Right. But... But you know, it's not, the biting isn't the right. thing that got you there. The 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 disease was epidemic, I guess endemic, in the fact that everyone had it. And then when people died, they became zombies. So they had it all backwards, yeah. right? So the, the question, the moral uh, dilemma for Rick was, does he tell his band that? Right. Uh, he chooses not to, retains mm-hmm. that knowledge, does not tell them. And then later, a one of their, their crew... Is uh, killed. He actually shoots one, like the shoots a guy or whatever. I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane shoots Shane. He and and he becomes a zombie. And they say, "What the heck? Nobody bit him." <clears throat> and Rick says, "Well, see here. Uh, funny story. Remember way back when we were all, you know." And of course, they're enraged. Right. So the analogy here that I said a year ago was the CDC knew that we're all going to get this thing. Mm-hmm. That all these measures. None of this was actually going to do anything. Right. You know. And at the time, this shows you how we kind of. I said, either you're going to get it au natural or you're going to get it from the shot, mm-hmm. which is kind of how I thought it worked. Got a couple guys come up and say, you don't understand. The shot, doesn't, it's actually, a, you know, and I'm like, okay. Right. I mean, fine. But uh, the point being. But they put right. the virus in you. That's, that's the right. whole point that's of right. the shot. That's right. Yeah. As it turns out, now we know that getting the shot won't stop you from getting it anyway. But so the whole point was I think the CDC is going to be. As an institution, yeah, when we all know the truth, mm-hmm. it's going to harm it because people are going to be mad. Yeah, um, here we are a year later, and now we know the truth, right? And people are mad. And people are mad. And, and some people are doubling down. Well, and still holding some, on. Some people are clinging to some stuff. Yeah, but, but. Uh, <clears throat> Fauci, I just, I, I mean, I'm just. I, like, I think I wrote tweeted. I said, I'm over the falls. I'm, yes. I'm over the yes. falls. You're like, so far over the falls. I'm in a barrel, yeah. you know, because I uh, gnarly go to tweet out some book some guy wrote about him. Yeah, you know? I, I was like, yeah, the guy, I didn't read the book. I don't intend no. to do so. It's just like the guy's a statist or whatever. Had some guy, well, I like this guy, uh, Molesky or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, well, you should look into the author, you know, because he's this, that, and the other thing. I said, look, man. I said, yeah, no. Yeah. I don't even know what's in the book. doesn't matter doesn't what's matter. in the book. But we have yeah. this thing in F3 called the Conseco. Right, which is a jackass who nonetheless tells the truth. You know, all these right. guys, do, we're all doing the steroids, Yeah, right? for 10 years, yeah. nobody would, it was like, Mark McGuire, steroids, why do you say that? Because Conseco said it. Well, he's a liar and a thief. Okay, right. turns okay. out. Right. You still did him. So, yeah. you know, the bottom line of that was, look, Hitler could have wrote this thing then. Yeah. And I would still, it wouldn't change my opinion because my opinion is not high. So, uh, 
Anywho, then your boy, yeah, boy. boy. <laughs> I mean, it's almost maybe when I embed it in the podcast, I don't know if I'd do it justice, but the guy literally says during an interview with this the smarmiest look he could possibly have on his face. That's s- this is what killed me. Says, well, you know, they're calling it the Fauci effect, and it's uh, you know, people are going to medical school because I'm a symbol of integrity and righteousness. And I was like, okay. If that were true, <laughs> time out. Yeah. If that were true, it's still kind of unattractive to say it, big, right? Biggin. Yeah, but it's the opposite from true, right? And if anybody <laughs> is going to medical school because they've been inspired by you, I don't want that guy unless, cutting my toenails. Unless it was inspired as you were a hideous warning. And I intend oh, to go yeah. to medical school to well, write. Well, I thought know. about that. Yeah. Like, you know. Uh, I'll take that. Uh, isn't there a Streisand effect? Do you ever hear that? No. So she got into. Barbara. She got into a dispute with her neighbors. I think she's got a house like on the Pacific Palisades or something like that. Some environmental dispute. And, sure. And uh, she made a big deal about it. And then the whole thing went viral about how she's trying to get over on some kind of environmental thing and didn't make it look good. So oh, it's like, okay. you know, the doth protest too much thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, bottom line, all this is, I mean, I'm trying really hard to not keep kicking this guy. Yeah. But then, he, I mean, like, I don't, he's such a, He throws himself out there. But he's such an example <clears throat> of really everything that the minivan centurion and the zebra jockey are opposed to yeah you know so just just everything so i guess i, I guess i i guess i gotta keep doing it my buddy so uh, i was at uh yeah chip clay clay yeah he's I, we finally we finally met oh did you talk to him yeah yeah so i, I see him in the halls all the time yeah yeah it's funny okay, we'll cut that out go yeah. ahead oh, keep, there he is there he is oh, he's peering through the window there he is <laughs> Just, uh we don't have to cut it out that's uh one of the nicest guys in in, in uh city of charlotte right there clay clay young yeah, yeah. cy cy yeah not enough three man uh, no, uh-uh, no. Not, not a three guy from Greenville, North Carolina, uh, where, and I said this to him because my daughter is going there to college arc. Uh, they're the pirates for you all, not in North Carolina. I said uh, when I went to, to her orientation and met a bunch of people, that's just the nicest freaking people on earth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and he is too. Um, yeah. He is too. So uh, we're going to let that go now, <clears throat> Helmet. Well, go ahead. Oh, you got more. Well, I'm not trying to stir the pot further. Go ahead. But my point in bringing it up, a bring it because it's hilarious. Like to, if I like if I legitimately sat back and like legitimately said, "Well, that's the helmet effect." Like, what a total sack of crap thing to say, in my opinion. I right. It's, that's just a terrible. I mean, you you inhaled your own press, man. You believed the smoke, right? So <clears throat> that's one thing, and I just have a real problem with it. But my point in, in okay, really, I'm just gonna read the quote. Okay, go. Because I, I didn't get it fully right. He said, it's called the Fauci effect. People go to medical school and go into science. Yeah. Because I symbolize integrity and truth. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you've both reduced yourself to a symbol. Like you're an, uh, you turned yourself into an emoticon or something. Right. And, sure. and, and, but, and then you're claiming that the emoticon of you is, inspires people. It's a little like the, you know, we always say like, you, you're not allowed to say you're funny. You know, right? I'm not. I don't think you're really supposed to stand up and say, "I am a beacon of hope and truth." You know, I'm a I'm a symbol of hope and truth. The American flag, symbol of hope and truth. It depends how you say you're fun. 
Uh, fair, but you know because what I mean. Because if you're funny when you say it, that's funny. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. And my point in bringing all of this up was here we are looking again at an example of control Oh, versus, gosh, you really thought this through. Uh, yes. It wasn't just for the hilarity, although it was a wonderful piece of it. Thank you. Yeah. So, zebra <clears throat> jockey style. Right. Uh, did I say it in a podcast? I've said said it in sub-podcasts where I said I that COVID inspired me to write, COVID restrictions inspired me to write the zebra jockey. Uh, I don't remember if you've said that. I know you've said that to I me. I think I said I'm it. sure you have said it, but let's say it again just. You know those guys from Harrisburg, PA? Which ones? Uh, There's lots of them. Well, I did one. I did a podcast with them. It's called the High Impact Man Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Defib think, and those guys. Defib. Yeah. The defibrillator. I, did, I, I think I said it during that podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I wanted to write, express how bad it was. What I thought, not, you know, the COVID restrictions. Right. Not the reactions of people who are afraid. Sure. But the way the governance responded. And oh, then, just how poorly all of that went. Yeah. And the way a significant minority of people were willing to exchange their freedom for um, a fatuous sense of security. Indeed. And uh, I, I was appalled by that. Uh-huh. And you could line it up across the world and you can say, despite how bad it was here, it's a heck of a lot worse in the rest of the Anglosphere. So forget about China, right. which is still... I mean, they're beating people over the head, I mean, holding them down and stabbing them with vaccines. I stumbled into some Twitter. I don't uh, know, dude, but I've been watching it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know where that came from. And somehow they've got all these scenes from China, and it's it's off the boards. Like It doesn't even make sense. Like It looks like you're watching a movie. It's a you're giant. Like, surely this is a It's joke. a giant concentration yeah, There's no way that this is real. Yeah. Like except her, it is. Except it is. Uh, so I guess I'm not hugely surprised by that. Well, actually, I'm not at all. But in the Anglosphere, yeah, right. Those nations that are either England or uh, colonized by England. I mean, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, their, their their level of abandonment of governing principles. I mean, at least in America, and I know we have state by state, we have a continuum. But I mean, gosh, it's crazy, right? You know, and I, I've had this thought a number of times because, you know, I know that my parents, it's kind of like the old, uh, you know, uphill both ways. And then suddenly you're like, wait a minute, uh, well, maybe they did walk uphill both ways, you know, because you find yourself saying these dad things, you know, right. these, these old man things. Right. right? But I, and so I know that back in the day, I'm sure that they were upset about certain kinds of things. And, you know, oh, my gosh, this, you know, this is the worst it's ever been and so on and so on and so on. And I recognize that there, of course, is a steady decline toward, right, right. you know ultimate chaos right but i still i look back and i go i don't know man i think it is worse than it's ever been like there's no question like it's never been anything like this before it is there's never been a time when <clears throat> to this degree now if you in proportion to everything else that's going on is it like it's not that it's that much worse than you know i don't know i guess as you always say, reasonable minds can differ, right? But uh, depends what you mean by what's worse. The state of the world, in the sense of uh, governance running amok, you know, okay. Uh, okay. you know, like exerting more control, doing it's it's worse than it's ever been. Okay, See, that's that's what I think. And then I'm like, am I just being an old man? It's it's 
so these are very much you're kind of getting into some uh, zebra jockey principles that we have not yet gotten to or getting to. Sure, but that's fine. It's good, good, good. I like good. I like the foreshadowing. Yeah, good foreshadowing. So uh, ultimately, you know, we'll get to the point where we say, you know, there's um, the political labels that we continue to use are not serviceable. Mm. So the typical political labels we use, uh, the most basic of which is left and right. Sure. I think we've discussed, and I'll discuss yeah, it again, yeah, we, you yeah. know, the French Revolution. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It's meaningless. It's, yeah. Every time I hear it, I was like, what, what, is this, is this, are you a Jacobin? Is this, you know, <coughs> that's one of the sects. Uh, oh. That's one of the groups. Got it. You know, this is, uh, is it 1789? Right. You know, and we're, right. Trying we're, to figure, the, yeah. we're trying to figure out whether to take the king's side off. I mean, <coughs> you know, the left and the right thing is just, just so meaningless. Okay, so that's meaningless. Communism and fascism... Oh yeah, yeah. We've like attributing or assigning them places on that left-right continuum makes no sense, right? Since they're all their tenets, all of them, all of them are identical except for their view, fascism being uh, uh, being national mm-hmm. and forced man, man mandated, you know, uh, socialism and and communism being international, right? There you go. Right. Yeah. And and. Internet, and it doesn't really matter. Communism, their way of exporting itself, mm-hmm. like they did throughout the area behind the, what we used to call the Second World behind the Iron Curtain, was no different or better than the way that the Nazis did. You know, I mean, it, it wouldn't have it made very little difference. I think the, the example I use a couple chapters into the book is that if you were in Poland, which is the perfect place to point it out, because they were. You know, the Nazis overran them in one direction, right. the communists ran overran them in a second yeah. a couple of years later. You know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah. They're just yeah. totalitarian regimes, right? Right. Same. Yeah, so, it's, and it, it, probably more useful to talk about it in those terms. Right. And as you do, statist right. versus right. liberal. Right. So that know, grouping yeah. those who would use control, mm-hmm. right, which is the which is the 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 state, the power. Mm-hmm. To direct outcomes, determine outcomes, and direct the actions of others—that's control. All statist regimes use that in the same way. So, in my mind, they're all statist. I—I I, I don't care. Like, he's a fascist, or is he a communist? I don't. don't stop scratching right. your head. He's, <laughs> he, he's a statist. He's a controllist. Yeah, he's yeah. a statist. Yeah, uh, and he's and he's trying to effectuate control. Now, liberal to me is the opposite end. Right. Capital L liberal, and that's someone who's. Adheres to the governing principles of, of traditional notions of, of liberal governance, right? Right. Use the word in the definition, but liberty. Yeah, liberty, right? Uh, life, liberty, and you know, pursuit of happiness. That's that's the quintessential American formulation of governance. Yeah. You know, the govern no more governance than you need, and no farther away from those being governed than it needs to be. Right. So under the the liberal capital L formulation, you got. You know, the city or township you live in, then the county, then the state, then the federal government, with each succeeding layer being having less and less, less, and less influence. Less and less should, and, should. Less and less, right? Yeah. That's federalism. That's that, you know, so if you're a liberal, that's who you are. But you have a set of rules that you apply objectively across the board all the time, regardless of the, the person's immutable characteristics or their lived experience. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this sounds crazy. No, I know. You know, yeah. I, I say this stuff. Should and we I, have to say this? Well, apparently. I say this, and I I say it. And I'll be talking to a guy, and I'll say, "Look, I, I, I know I'm boring you, man. Everybody knows this stuff." And he's like, "No, I never heard it put that way." Right. I'm like, "Really? No." It's so it makes yeah. me wonder, right? When I sat down and I wrote all this, and I I read it to my wife, and she's like, "No, I 
I think that I, I, she's like, you have to make a chart. Cause I don't think anybody will understand. That. I'm like a chart. This everybody knows this. No, no. So I don't know why I think everybody knows that, but it, I guess not. So, you know, I'm well, tr- because the, the language has become so corrupted. That I, it's almost think, impossible right. for us to divine. Well, yeah. A huge on. part yeah. of the corruption is, you know, it's like progressive. What is a progressive? Uh, right. right. So, you know, hardly could be a more un- misused term. Sure. Uh, because they're not making any progress. <laughs> no, but if you look around, I mean, if and, and I'm not trying to, you know, stir up controversy, but if 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 we sit in a society right now where we're having difficulty defining words, what, yeah, right. like words that there's never, ever, 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 ever been any question about what this word means up right. until right. now. Suddenly, now we're having sure. a very difficult time defining these things. Right. It's no wonder that nobody can figure out what the heck's going on. So. The the what well, what I call myself the capital L liberal mm-hmm. is completely different than what I think of as a liberal. Yes, who is someone who <laughs> <I love it. laughs> puts more much more freight on the the lived experience of the individual, my truth, and their subjective feelings about what that means. Right, like they put a lot of freight on that. Whereas a liberal would say. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's, it's the rock, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's the rock. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, we have a set of governing principles that keep us free. We have government, some governments, because without it, we have anarchy. But that governance is, is chopped up, is spread out, right? Is balanced, so there can be no tyranny. And there is due regard for fundamental rights. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, as that expands out into the Constitution. It's really... It's not perfect, but it's the best formulation for for governance that's ever been devised. Absolutely. Because, you know, like I tell my kids all the time, uh, you know, well, kids, the problem with rules is you can never make enough rules. You'll never catch up. And also, once you do that, the guys who can't wait to throw you off are going to do what you to you. What oh, you did to them first, they came, baby. That's right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know the the point of the the, ba- the point of the bayonet that you poke into another man's belly is going to be the same point of the bayonet that pokes into yours. Yeah, that's what makes it that, that's like so so self defeating. Yeah, uh, and short sighted, but because you'll never have enough bayonets. That's right. You'll you'll never have enough bayonets. So for me, I don't really get wrapped around. I get no more wrapped around, say, Democrat or Republican, because to me, that's no different than saying you're a Methodist or an Episcopalian. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just denominations, you sure. know, and within that denomination of being a Republican, there's plenty of statist Republicans. Oh, yes. And there's plenty of liberal Democrats. I mean, Absolutely. Just, that's right. It's just the way it goes. Like, it's, that doesn't, that to me matters very little. Yeah. Now, intertwined with all that is kind of the, you know, the q sourcey idea of goo, mm-hmm. which is slightly different. Uh, encompasses, but it's broader. So the idea of uh, the belief in the in the philosophy of universal happiness right. that's that's somehow achievable. So whereas status regimes in the past would have some identifiable characteristics, like you know, um, they're going to have uh, a boogeyman, right? Sure. They're going, you know, for the Germans the it was the Jews, yeah. for the for the Soviets it was it was uh, the capitalists or the kulaks mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. Uh, for the and they would have some victims. They have a victim mm-hmm, class. Mm-hmm. You know, for the Germans, it was like the uh, you know the well, it was the Germans themselves were victimized by the world, not recognized. Right. Well, I was say, even our that's you right. know McCarthy witch hunts. That's in the right. 50, that's you know, right. Really, <laughs> you know, for the Soviets, it was the uh, you know it was the proletariat, the working man, right? Sure. They had a lot of stuff. You know, for the you know for for the the modern day uh, gooist state, you know, the state of goo, the tyrannical state of goo, it's the chronically miserable. 
they're the, that's the victim class, right? Yeah. You know, that's the victim class, and you know, yeah. and uh, and they're the they're they're. I am not happy, and you're not making me happy, yeah. and you're the problem. Right. And they're demons. Uh, is the joyful. Mm-hmm. Right. The, How the dare self, you? This, How dare you throw your the, happiness in my face? Right. The self-sufficient. So we're not seeing we're not seeing anything new. We're just seeing kind of new packaging, and throughout the years. That's always been the case. There's, there's, there's been, there's been new packaging, but peeling all the way back. So that's foreshadowing. Yeah. Because that's chapters, several chapters down the path, peeling back um, quite a bit to where we are this week. Right. Uh, which is right after we roll that beautiful bean fillage. We can't roll it now. We're 28 minutes in. We just did though, and, and we're, we're back. back. We're putting the band back together. What would you say you do here? We're on a mission from God. Who is the minivan centurion? He's not simply a husband, father, and a good neighbor, although he is all of those things. He's also the coarse twine that holds the fabric of our community together, fighting to keep us united in the face of those who would split us apart. Most importantly, the Minivan Centurion is the special trustee of the legacy of liberty, which has been passed through generations of tired and bloody hands from the original men who first founded and then fought to build this nation. The Minivan Centurion is you. He's me. He's every man who lives third, holds the middle, and seeks to stay in the fight. See, that's the beauty of us. (laughs) Rules? I don't need your rules. No, Conventions? No, no, Cram it. No, no, we don't. You know what that? You know why? You know why we we're, did it like that? Because we're better than everyone else. Well, there's that. It's the helmet effect. Helmet effect. <laughs> Should know. Every, anyway, everything's going to be attributed to the helmet effect. So you're right. So we dial back and we, we say, okay, la- back. last week we talked about flow, and this week I like the story this week uh, about Edge because it really points up very well, kind of the the. The dichotomy, the differences. Sure, attention. Yeah, right. Attention. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, base base principles of chaos. I don't know if we might have been over this before. Chaos being uncontrollable sure. circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Right. State of chaos. Um, how you react to that, either control mm-hmm. or adaptation. So, you know, we talked about the flow traveler. Yeah. You know, that's the guy. You know, th- that was the story. Maybe in you know realizing right. I had no get, control over yeah. anything. Right. Get on an airplane when I got you, on an airplane. You wanted to edge right. and you couldn't. That's right. Because because the plane wasn't coming. The only plane wasn't coming. Yeah. So fast forward from that story, you know, that was ni- early 90s. Fast forward, I don't know, 10, 12 years, whatever, and I'm a lawyer. Actually, yeah. more than that. About you identified years. as 2016 as the year. Yeah, I yeah, so quite a few, correctly. quite yeah. a few years. So uh, I'm a lawyer, and I've got a deposition to take in uh, New York City, if I mm-hmm. recall. Yep. And uh, my client, who um, I think I name in the book Chance. 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 Yeah. Not ironically. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Chance, uh, you know, wants to pick me up at the airport, and he says, what time do you want to be picked up? And I, you know, it's like two hours before the yeah. flight, and he's like, what the heck are you talking about? You're nuts. And he's like, why are you nuts? I always do that. So yeah, that's how Murphy works. He's like, well, I'll see you out there. Yeah, forget it. I'm right. not picking you up. So, of course, I'm sitting out there answering emails on my iPad, whatever, and he comes just sweating, right. snot running down his nose at the last <laughs> second. And he can't gets, believe I made it. He can't, can't believe I made it. So we're going to get on the plane, and uh, he's like, man, did you hit that uh, accident? I was like, no, nah, I guess it happened after I drove through, Chance. Yeah, it must have and, happened uh, long like, after I like, was well, gone. you know, I made it, whatever. And How long have you been sitting here? I said, about an hour. He goes, that's an hour of your life, you'll never get back. And I'm like, yeah, hmm. it's okay, it's my hour anyway, Biggin. 
Yeah. All right. So we get up to New York. We take this deposition and get it done before we were thought we sure. were had several to do hours. So. Turn around and come back, and we're in that uh, in that airplane lounge thing. You know, uh-huh. that, uh, the, the admirals. The club. admirals club. Thank you. The admirals club up there uh, on his nickel, not mine, and uh, I'm not a member of the admirals club. <laughs> chance was, and uh, he uh, he immediately gets on his computer and he's like, finds out there's an earlier flight about an hour earlier. He's like, let's jump on this. I'm like, go ahead. He's like, you don't want to? There's another seat. And I said, I don't want to. Why not? I said, I'm good here. He's like, come on, man. You, you go back an hour early. I was like, nah, I never do that. He said, never do what? I said, never change flights. Why? I said, I mean, do you really want another reason? He says, yeah. I said, it's kind of ghoulish. He right. said, still, I want to know it. I said, well, because uh, I ain't going to change a flight. And if I'm, if I'm burning in that plane, that airplane's going down. Last my thought was I did that to me. <laughs> right. You did this to you. <laughs> I did that to me. And he's like, that's <clears throat> idiotic. I said, perhaps. He goes, it's also, you're, what if the flight you are on, the one you don't change from, what if that burns right. in? And I said, well, at least I didn't do it to myself. Yeah. Must, must have been meant to be. Yeah, because I'm a flow traveler. Right? I travel with the flow, right? Yeah, yeah. I travel with the flow. He's an edge traveler. Yeah. Right? He's always trying to get the edge. He believes, and has been his behavior has been reinforced enough times right. by virtue of the fact that he did just barely make it onto the, sure. the plane. Right? right. So his, his behavior has been reinforced enough times that he believes that he has some sort of control over right. Right. his time and right. where he is and when he is. You know, I, I've never missed a flight. No? One. I've missed one flight. And uh, it's actually it's a miracle because my family uh, is not comprised of edge travelers, particularly my wife. You mean she, flow travelers? Flow travelers. She's yeah. not, actually. I'll take that back. She's just a procrastinator. It's, uh. like, it's not like she's, <laughs> you know. So I think the thing with Chance is, Chance is that guy that's like really. No, he, he sits and he goes and he times it out. Yeah, he's, right. He's like, okay, right. If right. I spend 36 seconds in here and then I, yeah, right. I, got, I got it. I've got this thing mapped right. out. I can right. get, th- I can do this. Now I actually depend on chance for quite a bit of stuff. Sure. Because chance will, um, study things. Mm. Yeah. And then he'll tell me about stuff that I'm just like, oh, I was just going to, I would have known that. I was going to collide with that. Yeah. <laughs> and he will give me information. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah so it's good. Yeah. Cause he analyzes things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm like, I'm not disparaging him. No, no, it's, it's why you got to have guys like yeah, that around. That's right. I don't have right. that Chan- desire or skill, Chance right? is not like my wife. She's just like underestimates time and, you know, she, yeah. she's kind of a flow traveler in a different way. She's like, ah, we'll get there when we get there. She actually- It's funny that you say that, and I'll she, tell you why in a second, but go ahead. She doesn't mind missing a plane. Yeah. Whereas I don't want to miss the plane. Right. Like, I, I feel like there's this plan and I got to kind of stick to it. But so, you know, uh, so the fl- flight I missed, we're going to Florida. It was like Christmas- Eve, you know, it was like a like a really th- bad travel day. Uh-huh. We show up, you know, we all got a bag, and uh, the, the line for the baggage thing was really long, but the line, the other line wasn't long, so there was no way we were going to make it. It was out the door at the air terminal. Right. And, uh, you know, we had maybe like 20 minutes, I said. So I took all the bags, and I got in the line, and they jumped on the plane. Okay. Because, our, you know, yeah. just to get them out of there because they're little. And then I got to the front. Finally, like after an hour of Oof. waiting, uh-huh. and uh, so I missed my flight. Put me on the next flight. We're flying into West Palm, but I said, "Well, we can get. I can get you on a flight. It leaves an hour later. You have to go, you know, but you got to go to Florida anyway." So anyway, bottom line of the story is my plane landed before theirs. No, <laughs> like right, you yeah. know. So the flow thing still worked. Yeah, yeah. You know, the flow thing it still worked. I mean, I just was like, but I didn't do it to myself. 
Right. Because none of us were going to make that plane. So that's what I was going to say is that's the thing that got me when I read the chapter this week is because I've I'm uh, I have lived much of my life to this point and I'm, I think I've shifted some but uh, and you know like when I would travel I'd, I'd travel like March right oh you're procrastinating well actually so, you missed a plane you and I were flying someplace didn't miss it but you guys were boarding as I walked in oh I don't think I missed it did no, I miss one no no I did miss one you missed that's one. right I did miss one you missed one that's right because you and I that. don't generally drive to the airport together because I was living in different parts of town well not just that I mean you do not share the same oh yeah I, w- I, d- I wouldn't unless you said so let me let me get there yeah. right yeah if you said hey we're leaving two hours yeah. early I'd be like uh, I'm not going to be ready by then. Yeah, you know, right. Kind of thing, right? Because I'm I'm a throw it in the bag morning. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, give yeah, a crap, yeah. right? So I've lived very much like this, you know. Because I was always of the opinion I was like, "There's other flights, right?" You know. Yeah, I'll get there. Right. You know, we're good. Yeah. And I'm generally, you know, so it was like the it was like the the reactive flow to what's happening versus a you're not creating flow, you're not controlling time, but you're sure. you're anticipating, you're preparing against. What could happen with the flow? You're a flow traveler, but you are not a Murphy traveler. Yeah, that, yeah. I think that, would and that's what I'm saying. Said. And so yeah. when you said, what, what, so what hit me, and and kind of, I was like, oh, this is why I've been switching my behavior and getting there earlier and things like that. You know, because I'm like, yeah, nobody likes being stressed. Right, right. Nobody likes that. And so rather than put my stress on other, but when you said, I don't want to think I did this to myself. Right. Now look, I'm not a fatalist, you know, and I, I'm not saying you know everything's predetermined or anything like that, right? But I didn't want to have that thought, and I didn't think of it just in terms of traveling, right? I don't want to have that thought of I did this to myself because of my poor planning or because of my procrastination or because of my idiosyncrasies, right? right? So I started thinking to myself, huh? I recognize now, like, because that's what I've been starting to do, and unintentionally, I just recognized, like, my it drives my wife nuts because she's very much a uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's edgish and procrastinatish, kind of all balled up into one. Because I'm forever going. You know, if we left about 20 minutes earlier, we probably uh, sure. You know, we right. And so I've started doing this, and it's just part of the natural. Maybe because I'm hanging around you too much. Maybe right. that's the problem. But um, but the point is, is that I the realization coming and saying. I don't want to have There's done no that to myself. There's no such thing as too so, much, by the way. Oh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One bark. My dog. <laughs> but point being, like, I, I started thinking, wow, if my what if my procrastination is the thing that causes, you know, the problem? Now, look, that's what I'm saying. I'm not a fatalist, right? What's going to happen is what's going to happen. Case, I don't have control case, over that case Sarah, my dark one. Right? Yeah. But, but I don't want to have the anxiety and the feelings of, like, I, I, I'm late. Oh my gosh, the world's coming to an end. Right. And so I'm edging this thing and I'm trying to, right. I'm trying to force time to, to obey my will. I'm driving down the highway going, all right, uh, as long as these lights all stay green, you know, or whatever. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. So I think the, the edge traveler, the, the point of really the edge traveler is not, it, it's that he thinks he's right. That's yeah. He think yeah. he thinks that he's Somehow his plan he's, will matter. He's yeah, his plan will matter. Yeah, right. So um, he's constantly looking to stay ahead of things. Right. Right. But it's not in a preparedness way. It's, it's just in a, it's, I have influence over this it's, way. I have an influence, and it's a it's a hardwiring way. So when the plane lands, he's the guy trying to get up before the people. Right. Right. 
I'm like, where are you going? They ain't gonna get off any faster. Right. Yeah, you can't, you're gonna run them down. Right. What do you, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> buddy, I wish I could still in combat and try to run them down. We were in the army together, but I can remember we were f- flying and he is f- total flow traveler. Uh, but we were on this flight. I forget where we were landed. And this older guy gets up as soon as the thing, oh, really almost dangerously gets up. And the first thing is uh, he does is he puts this this derby on his head, like a derby and a hat. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking Yeah, yeah, sure. And he puts it on his head and he kind of leans forward. And he, my buddy turns to me and he goes, my boy has his gotta go hat on. <laughs> <laughs> So for a while, I would say, hey, get you got to go, go hat. We got you got to go hat. It's funny because I, I don't remember who I was traveling with now, but in a similar way, it's like the guys who, and, and again, uh, Pax, don't don't confuse the fact that this is about traveling on airplanes because it's not, right? But it's a th- metaphor. It's a metaphor. Yeah. But I remember, you know, we're, we're getting ready to go. And, and, you know, this guy, man, as soon as it's like zone one gets called, bro, you're in zone seven. Yeah, it's, so like, it's cool. It. Easy. And he's like waiting at the front of the thing. And I was like... And I asked him finally, I was like, hey, man, you got an assigned seat, right? <laughs> They're not going to throw you, like, oh, zone six. Everybody that's not seated, go ahead and pull those plane yeah, seats out right. and throw them out. Like, what do you, you got well, an assigned seat. You're going to have a spot. I didn't like, want to, I didn't want to go too far with this whole thing because you'll make it too long. But Okay, I'm, fair. You know, in knowing the chapter. But the luggage thing is part of this, which is I usually, almost always for carry-on, just carry my GR1. Yep. Actually, I have a radio, which I don't even make no. anymore. Yeah, no. A Go Ruck radio. Yeah. That's what the bag That's is called. That's a tiny one. It's tiny. That's why I take to work, carry to work, you know, whatever. Yep. It, it fits very comfortably underneath the seat in front of me. Yeah. So I don't really ever have any anxiety about the carry-on. I'm not putting anything in that overhead bin. No. I mean, I don't... Anyway, my... So I don't care about... Like, I might sit there... I might be in zone two and sit there until everybody's... Whatever. Like, like, why do I want to be sitting on a plane? Yeah, it's not more comfortable. One there. time I fell asleep, and uh, this, the gate lady came over. And she shook me and she said, "You've got to be the guy we've been calling." Are you, and I looked up. I was like, oh, like in the yeah. in the airport in the. Because why else will you be sitting here? <laughs> so uh, my wife is the opposite. She'll have gosh, this giant bag. Uh huh. She always tra- carries. I can, I can see it in my head. Then she's a computer bag, and then she'll always have like a shopping bag full of something, right? Anyway, you know those big blue IKEA banks? Yeah, she doesn't have that. She'll have something similar. Oh, that's what you have. So no, my wife. Oh, yes. your wife. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Are, what do we got say, here? Yeah. What's, what's going on so here? So I'm like, uh, so she carry that. So she does not get up. She does not zone load. Oh, she will be the last person on the plane. Oh, because she just just sitting there eating a sandwich, looking doesn't around. Doesn't care. She's like, why do I want to jam on that plane? And but. I'm doing that primarily with the confidence that it doesn't matter right. because all I got is this bag I can slide up underneath the, yeah. you know, I'm like five foot 10, like I'm the perfect average size person just right. flying an airplane. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm who they built this yeah, seat right. for. Yeah. I, I don't have to put, and uh, she, so whenever she's like, she wanders on that plane, she's not the worst. I'm like, aren't you concerned about the overhead? She's like, what are they going to do? Leave me here? Right. I mean, just doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not gonna take yeah, off without just, just, yeah. just doesn't care. But you know, as people are funny, she's, yeah. she's a flow traveler in that sense, and the ultimate flow traveler. On the other hand, she's she has to drive everywhere. She can't be the passenger. Ah, uh, interesting. And for okay. maybe the first ten years of our marriage, she's desperately afraid of flying. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. And then I think after she had kids, 
After we had our kids, you know, she, she was she like, just like, all, you know, all safety's out the window now. Like, I clearly have no control yeah, over anything. Like, I'm yeah, yeah she suddenly really changed. She loves. Yeah. It was like she loves to travel. She's gonna get on that plane, uh, but I mean, people are a bundle, right? Oh yeah, people are a bundle. So, yeah. um, what this really is about, we're trying to illustrate here, is that by hardwiring, you're either a control person, yeah, a controller, yeah, capital C controller. And again, that's you want to determine outcomes and direct the actions of others, right? Yeah. To what you believe should be. Right. That is your chaos response. Sh- should be. Should be. Right? So, oh, I see something I do not like, I, a condition I do not like. Yes. This must change. This must change. And the way I'm going to change it is to, right. Yeah. Club, club you with what, it. What we call later on called mandamus. Yes. Mandamus. Just, you know, legal work for you got to. Yeah. You know, so which I thought would be a great name for an FNG. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, you are Mandamus. Yeah, <laughs> I am Mandamus, son so, of. <laughs> what's your What's your F three name? Is it It's Sky Chief? No, it's uh, not. You're an FNG. It's Mandamus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's what the controller does. He employs Mandamus mm-hmm. to determine outcomes, direct the actions of others. The far end, of the other end of the spectrum, is the adapter who makes rapid and necessary changes in order to stay in motion. That's what he does when he encounters chaos, and he does it to influence to what could be yeah not to what he thinks should be so and you know because he doesn't assume that he knows better than anybody else well yeah he well well uh, i shouldn't say not anybody let me back that up that he doesn't know because i do think i know better than anybody as i said let me back it up let me back it up uh because i i i don't think that's what i meant um well you know what it is in my mind it is uh submission to god or not that would be a huge part of it, and that's a big part of the book, is is determining what those things that God actually grants dominion yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Most of the other things. So the controller, the full-blown controller, thinks he controls everything. Right. You know, and the policy prescriptions of a sta- uh, status policy, policy prescriptions quite often have the word control in them. Right. You know, sure. gun control gun, and yeah. birth control and climate control, you know, uh, rent control and wage control. You know, I mean, they, they they use mandamus to try to direct yeah. actions and determine outcomes to what they think should be. You know, they're, they're doing it right now. Oh, the rent's too high. What are you going to do about the rent being too high? The rent should be, should be lower. So we're going to put a rent control. Right. People should have... A living, a quote unquote living wage. That's right. So we will control the wage. That's and right. Make it, right. Yeah. Constant efforts to control, not recognizing that the world is not static; it's dynamic. Every time you make a change, you get more change. Reacting to to chaos by trying to control it results in more chaos. It doesn't work. It just, it just, it just doesn't. Yeah. Which is like I won't get into a deep, long argument about whether or not man-made activities are affecting the climate. Right. Because it doesn't matter. Because we can't do anything about it anyway. How so, dare you? Well, but what we can do is adapt. Right. We can adapt. And we're adapting all the time. I mean, I drove over here in a Tesla. I, you know, I mean... I'm still in a little denial about it, but yes. Yeah, well, you know... I'm it, joking. I'm not. Why Why would that... No, I mean, I, I, I got some heat about it, but... Of I course mean, you did, I, but... but but and it was funny because but if you'd have bought an F one fifty, those guys would have given you crap. It doesn't really matter. Well, but go yeah, ahead, a different <laughs> set of guys. But, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, but I mean, it. The I didn't buy the Tesla because I because I'm con- persuaded that we You're are saving the planet. That we're saving the planet. Yeah. It's a it it's a good adaptation. It's a, it's a, yeah, you know, 
uh, I'm still waiting for the electrician to come in and put the, the supercharger in. Uh-huh. This is pretty cool. You may know this. You measure the charge in uh, miles per hour. I know it seems crazy, right? Huh? So you pull up the gas station, right? Right. And uh, you put in the nozzle. Uh-huh. And you measure in the, gallons. The, the zero, ding, yeah. ding, ding, right. ding, ding, right. So um, that's meaningless, obviously, for a, you know. So, like, how how much do you have in your tank, which is batteries, uh-huh. in your Tesla? Well, you can't say I got half a tank, really. It doesn't really right, mean Right, or anything. a half a charge? Or, you know, half a charge. What you, what you say is I've got so many miles. I've got that's really I've got what matters. miles left. Yeah, what do you got? I got 100. That's really what matters, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Right? I mean, it's the same same, same right. idea when right. I say I have a half tank right. gas. That's really kind of right. what I'm saying. So right? when you're recharging, uh-huh. the operative phrase... Would, well, miles per hour, not in terms of speed. But I know. How many hours it takes to get so many how, miles back into your car. How many miles can you recharge an hour? That's bizarre. It's, it's And interesting. It's So the like the Tesla supercharger <clears throat> stations, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. like 240 or something like that. I actually haven't even used one yet. Uh, something like that. So, you so know, 240 miles in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have to plug this thing in every night? Okay. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, it. okay. Okay. So you can get a home charger. Okay. Uh, which is like, um, I think it's like 20. I don't, mine's not hooked up yet. Yeah. Uh, per hour. Well, you know, so if you drove yeah, so nine yeah. miles that day, you know, anyway. Right. So, but it, it comes with. A, um, a cord and uh, kind of a heavy <laughs> An duty orange thing. drop cord <laughs> and, it, and it, that you stick in the, the wall, you know, the uh-huh. right. And uh, I hadn't done that because we have an electrician coming every day, but he didn't show up. He hadn't showed up yet. And I was down about a hundred and I think 60 miles in the tank, right? right. Air quote tank. Yes. And uh, so I was like, dang, dang, I guess I better try this cord. So I plugged it in and then the screen, because it's basically an iPad. Right. Yeah, it just sits in the middle light, of the lights up the and dash. says, yeah. here's how much you got, and it's charging at four miles an hour. I'm like, hmm. hmm. Next morning I came out, you know, nine hours later, 10 hours later, and I was up to 200. It's pretty, pretty amazing. That's wild. You know, yeah. it's, you know I, I hate the way that politicians put this when they say, just get yourself an electric car and you'll never have to worry about gas again. And it's like, I'm like, thing costs sixty eight thousand dollars. Right. I mean, saying yeah. that to, That's to, so stupid. Yeah, to is them. to to you know yeah. to somebody I think is just yeah. That that's a statist politician right there, right? Sure. Just you know, I'll solve all this problem for you. You know, uh, you know, to counteract the price of gas. Price of gas should be low because it should be as low as possible so that people that can't pay a lot should pay it, right? It's just something to me. I know I got off on a tangent here. Um, is because we bought that thing a year ago before the gas went crazy. You know, it took a year to get to us. Oh, is that right? That's how long it took. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we ordered it yeah, a year ago. I knew they were back ordered. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we ordered a year ago. So it wasn't like I was, this is reaction to the gas price. Hilarious. You know? Even better. That's even better. But I was yeah. putting 100 and 110 bucks uh, super into my, you know, yeah. my BMW yeah. before. You know, but, you know, I it's a, to me... Because I, I really believe the statists are artificially affecting the price of gas so that people will turn to alternative sources. I, I really believe that it, that's, that's not an accident, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I think There's certainly are. an argument to be made. There's certainly an argument to be made. You know, and uh, to do that at the expense of people that can't, they can't. A right. hundred bucks to fill up their car, they don't have that. No. No. 
it, it's it's insane. Well, just go spend $68,000 and buy yourself. And you'll never have to spend that $100 right. again. An Wait, ele- what? An electric vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a... It, so it is an elitist statist kind of going a, back yeah. to my point. I, and I tweeted out, you know, picture me at the, or picture of the, yeah, Tesla the counter. Yeah. It was inevitable. And what I meant was for me, mm-hmm. not for everybody, but for me, it was inevitable that I made that adaptation because to me, cause I don't go, I don't drive a, a lot no. anyway. I mean, you're, you're I the most majority of your world is within about a three mile radius. Dude, the longest trip I take, Every week is from my office to this to this to PZ. Yeah, to it's about PZ. twenty minute drive. Yeah, well, it's not even yeah. that long, but it's a, no, it's like seven miles or whatever. It is. I don't know what it is. No, it's like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Yeah, it's about twenty minutes. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It's the longest drive I, I take. You know. Yeah. Or uh, maybe one of the workouts might be. You know, whatever. Uh, and, and you know, I don't carry around a lot of stuff. I'm not a carpenter or anything. Right. You know. So for me, uh, the electric it vehicle, makes it makes it's inevitable. It's just it's too, you know. It's, it's, it's so, yeah. yeah. Bicycle is not practical enough. Right. right. Yeah. So right. here we are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was riding my electric scooter to work for a while. I know. You know, it's, it's funny. People, they just think everything goes together. Oh, so you must be a real, uh, no, you know, global. And that's war. the problem, right? Is you can't be, first of all, they make you choose a quote unquote team. And then if you're on that quote unquote team, right. then you somehow the baggage of every idiot thing that may or may not come with that sure. gets heaped on you. And you have to, by virtue of the fact that you've joined this team, whether you intended to or not, you are forced to hate every other team. Right. And there is no other way to live. And that's how that's how this goes, yeah. friends. So, yeah, that's kind of the way the controller sees life is, you know, the fixed pre, yeah. you know, fixed price, you know, fixed P-R-I-X-E uh-huh. menu. Right, so you get fixed price. You get yeah. this appetizer. This, you know, you get all that. You know, I'm a la carte. Yeah, man. Because I'm an adapter. What if I don't want any fries, man? Well, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't suit me, man. It doesn't work. You know, yeah. so uh, for me to say, well, I'm going to buy an electric vehicle. You know, under the circumstances, that's the that's the right that's adaptation. The most practical thing. Yeah. That's the adapt. That's the most adapt. That's the right adaptation. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't mean I'm going to throw a solar panel on my roof. Bolt F3's bolt. Right, you know, has, so, has a solar panel on his roof. Yeah, but he's like electric vehicle. That's idiocy. I'm like, which okay. is hilarious to me. Yeah. That's right. But he drives from right. You know, thirty five, forty minutes away. Right. From, you know. right. Yeah. That's right. You know, Snoop has a solar powered crapper. I don't even understand what that means, but I saw the. <laughs> he has a. He lives in a trailer mm-hmm. that he has on his. You know, as his business. Yeah. And outside of it, it's like it's really a camper. Yeah, that's fixed. You know, that's that's oh, on yeah. a pad, uh-huh. and then he's got a you know a external crapper there, of and it's got solar panels on it. He, he runs his. It's not just the crapper. I'm really exaggerating. He runs his little house there. Yeah, on the off panels. Of solar panels. Yeah, and that's perfect sense. But he didn't. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. I mean, guy no, drives a truck and he doesn't care. Look, right? we're we're getting ready to do the same thing. You're gonna have a solar panel are, crapper. Well, not so much on the crapper, but we're we're gonna put solar on the house. Okay, good. And, and now, so for us though, and this is so it's funny that you say that because our adaptation is such that my belief is that we are going to find ourselves at some point in the future with a disruption in my ability to receive services like power. Oh, so you're kind of a prepper adapter. I, I mean, it's not like crazy prepper, right? But it's like what I feel is a. a a reasonable amount of prepping because, and not just for myself. See, the thing about a prepper is they want to hole up in their house and shoot everybody that comes near. Sure. 
right? Kind of goes with the territory. Yeah. And so my, my feeling is I want to do this because I can, because I've got, you know, my house faces the right way, all that kind of stuff. So I can provide for my family and Hey man, come cook on my stove. Yeah. Okay. You know, like I save food and I have food prepared, not so that I can shoot people in the face if they come near so I can leave, leave my family alive longer than everybody else. And so, Hey man, Hey, we got food over here. Well, on the last few sparks on my Tesla after general thermal Come nuclear on, baby. release, I'm driving down to Baxter Village. Darn right you are. And, and pull in and be like, Darn uh, right you are. Brought some roadkill I saw down at the McDougal. And I would say, it's a good thing that you did because Snoop just pulled up and he knows how to prepare that appropriately, Surrey County style. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's exact. That's exactly right. Ugh. All right, man. So that's kind of it for the edge and the flow. Yeah, uh, I think we laid down the framework of the controller versus the adapter, and then Indeed. we got even got a little ahead of ourselves and talked about the uh, the the true political yes. American political spectrum, not the one we the for, one we play for we play at. Yeah, for I what I I attribute it to is American laziness. Because we've never, we're not Poland. So for us, the distinction between communism and fascism is really not important, right? We've, we have, sure. we have never been the subject of a totalitarian No one's regime. run us over and they no, ain't gonna. Right. Yeah. And, you know, well, well, from the inside, maybe, but from the inside. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, that's why we're lazy. We're like, yeah, left. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm leftist. I'm a rightist. I'm a, I'm a, you know, whatever. I'm a socialist. I'm a progressive. I'm a libertarian. All those well, things, they, all those meaningless things that we right. that we use, um, to me, it's just a matter of cultural laziness on our part. Because politics aren't it, isn't really that important. It's to us. why we love the meteorologist Jim. It's right. why we love. I mean, right. we want to outsource everything. We, we, we we've been protected mm-hmm. for a long time by our constitution uh, from having to think about it. Yeah. Much in the same way, say your average uh, guy from Belgium can be a you know a peace lover because. They're part of NATO and America's here. Right, right. Right, you know, we we've, got you. we've provided a, a, a safety net of peace for Europe for since the end of World War II. And they haven't had to think about it. Right. Right, so America, we're, you know, unlike Europe, we have not had political agitation since 1789. Right, we, we sort of ended that. Don't count the Civil War. We, that was wartime, I guess we had. Again, like I said, from within. From within. And right, from, from within. within. Right, we have never been yeah. subject Anybody to... Anybody else coming... They ain't right. flying across the ocean. Right. Yeah. There was never... There's never been a, a, a totalitarian insurrection from within until now. Until now. Here we are. In my humble opinion, oh, darkest of mine. We do three things. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, let yeah. me get a pen here. Hold yeah, on. I'll write it down. I'll we love down. and protect your family. Absolutely. We'd be an asset to your community. 100%. We fight to hold the middle of this great nation. Best I can. Then you, my friend, are minivan centurion. I am. Part of the cohort. Part of the cohort. Part of the cadre. Oh, yeah. Part of the cadre. I think so, yeah. Right. yeah. And in addition to all that, of course, Yeah. you got a face for podcast. <laughs> Crap, this is one. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. It is. You've been listening to the Minivan Centurion. If you liked it, share it, rate it, and review it. Then join us every week while we talk about what it's going to take to fulfill our duty as men and leaders. You were made for these times. The road will be rough, but you're up to the task. You don't fight alone. You fight alongside Centurions. Centurions.